3: Rise and grind, welcome into the early line rate right here on the Switch Grid Network Series 6M Channel 159, a Thursday. Over the next two hours, we got you covered with all the latest, hottest topics, game reviews, game previews, and Masters Week. And today on a Thursday, once again, it's Joe Ranieri, it's Donnie Wrightsat, and we're ready to get to work. Joe, good morning here. Always a
4: pleasure to see you here, uh, Donnie. Got to love a little tea time uh, early this morning. Looking forward to Masters uh, week. So uh, let's roll. Let's get this going.
3: Yeah, let's have some fun. Now, granted, we're going to talk a little bit about weather conditions in both Major League Baseball and the Masters in just a few moments. But let's get it started with the 7 and 7, the hottest topics in sports. And yes, it seems like a rite of passage here from winter into spring. It's Masters week. It's underway today. Tiger Woods tea time after 10 o'clock. But the first tea time of the day will start at 8 a.m. So us on the early line. Up oh, before the Masters, right here. Joe, how do you feel though? Masters week, does that have the same feeling that I have that you would have where it's like, hey, you know what? Let me see the azaleas. Let me see some golf out here. Yeah, it's springtime.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, well, certainly down here in South Florida, it's, uh, I feel like that all year long, but I won't rub that into you here, uh, Donnie, at all. I know, man. Uh, Come on, man. But it is that, uh, that signaling, right? Where it all comes together now. You get that baseball, you got the azaleas, the first of the majors. Uh, there's a lot coming up over the next 30 to 45 days that the masters signify. So it's a great time of year.
3: Yeah, next segment here, we're going to start talking about the Masters, some odds boost here, some Tiger watch, and also, who we actually like in this tournament, and if somebody has an advantage due to some of the weather conditions. Let's get to the Clippers and the Lakers. The one thing that we do know is, yeah, this time of year, the Masters plays, and it seems like this time of year, the Clippers are always beating the Los Angeles Lakers into the double-digit range now. 125-118. The last time, I believe, the Clippers lost to the Lakers was back during the bubble season of 2020. It's pretty astounding here, but Yesterday, the Lakers get that win, and sometimes we talk about big wins and sometimes not so big wins. This was massive for the Clippers, a virtual tie yesterday for the Clippers and the Lakers coming into this game. Clippers get the advantage here, Joe. And, and I thought they might have an advantage uh, early in this one
4: because we didn't know if LeBron or Anthony Davis, one or the other, or maybe both wouldn't have played yesterday, Donnie. We were speculating. They both ended up going, and they both got boat raced early in this uh, in this game. And then uh, the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard just said, I don't think so there in the second half. It kind of looked like LeBron and company. They ran out of steam a little bit late in that game. And then you got to wonder, Donnie, okay, well, how – playoffs here what like shouldn't you you have plenty enough steam
3: in the tank to play on a back-to-back shouldn't they donnie Yeah, I guess you can blame elevation and overtime and aging players here, but you knew how big that game was because, Joe, if that game was played in January, neither Anthony Davis yep. or LeBron James is shooting up to play that one they played last night or not able to get the victory. We'll watch it play out. Only a couple days left in the NBA season. Long way to go here, Joe, in the Major League Baseball season. But how about those Mets? Seven straight road games here to open up the season. Losing yesterday 7-6 to six to the Milwaukee Brewers on a walk-off home run. Shout out the Brewers now improving to 5-1 on this early season
4: the Mets being the Mets this early on is amazing now listen good news Mets fans you scored a run (laughs) Uh, so that's better than it's been there uh, early on but to give up a walk-off home run to a dude that literally went up to the plate Donnie and tried to bunt to get on and then unfortunately screwed that up couldn't get on so he just ended the game and jacked it unbelievable amazing uh, Mets loss again
3: Yeah, hit a rocket out to right field to win that game for the Milwaukee Brewers. Let's welcome in the radio audience. You're watching and listening live to the early line right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius (laughs) XM Channel 159. It's Joe and Donnie in the morning talking some of the hottest topics in sports, which include a first. Seems like Joe Ranieri. We're going to get first quite a bit here. Shohei Otani, pitch clock violation on the mound and at the plate. How about that?
4: Yeah, well, it's uh, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of firsts with this whole pitch clock thing that we keep hearing about uh, in the first week of the Major League Baseball season. Uh, it was uh, it was very weird because not only as a hitter, but as a pitcher, Donna, he also hit two guys back to back in this game, and he only hit two guys all of last year. So I'm shocked he they let him throw as many pitches as they did in that game. Uh, but uh, that, by the way, I believe is the he is now the one pitcher that has thrown uh, the most pitches in a game thus far this year. Otani, the $500 million guy, you're going to let him go out and throw over 100 pitches. For what I have no idea in the third game of the year, but that's what they're doing.
3: What does that mean, Joe Ranieri? Let's use him up before we get him out of here. Almost like a running back in the NFL and a rookie contract. Give him 400 carries. In. We don't need him next year. He won't be back. Let's yep. see what happens with Otani later in the season. Talking about the Bee Gees here. about a little Bee Gees action. Staying alive. The Dallas Mavericks, 123-119 over the Sacramento Kings. Trying to get back in to that playoff race for the Mavericks. Good win last night
4: monster uh third and fourth uh quarter there for yep. dallas to get it done so they uh they need an okc loss here to keep the
3: hope alive how about this one too jacob Degrom six innings pitch one earned run 11 k's only two walks five to two victory here for the rangers that's what they paid for not the opening day start against the philadelphia phillies yeah no double digit strikeouts that's the de we all know and love <laughs> How about this one, too? The Milwaukee Bucks, 105-92 over the Bulls. Now, some would say, okay, that makes some sense. No Giannis, no Middleton, and a cover by the Bucks, Joe. I want to throw
4: up. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> one of the most disgusting games of the night there. Went- Hell of a job, Chicago. Hell of a job. All right, let's clean the That's
2: slate good. here. Let's get to the Masters. It's coming up next. <laughs> Keep a dial right here. <laughs>
3: Our number one in full effect. Joe and Erie, Donnie, right side He's the early line. series XM Channel 159 right here on the grid. It is Masters week. It gets underway today. Uh, cool times down at the Masters, too. They always start off with those ceremonial first drives here. Always nice to see. Sort of gets everybody off in the right direction today. And then again, 8 o'clock, the first tee time's come up. Tiger Woods tees off just after 10 o'clock. But I think the big topic on a lot of people's minds this week, Joe and and again, handicappers love this sort of stuff. Maybe it leads to more of a long shot winning. Maybe it leads to nothing at all. But the Masters, typically, Joe, we're talking about weather conditions. What? The rite of passage in the spring in the south. 70 degrees, 75 degrees, clear skies. Everything looks great out there on the course. That's not going to be the case this week. If we're taking a look, yes, rain is in the forecast, which sometimes, Joe, can certainly help the golfers. Easier to keep the balls on the green because the one thing we do know about the Masters, the stint meter is going to be out there, and typically they're rolling Mm -hmm. fast. That might be able to slow it down where you can aim at pins. But as I'm looking, Joe, Saturday and Sunday, low of 49, low of 47. Some of these guys teeing off a little bit earlier in the morning. That could have a big effect here throughout the weekend.
4: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely will. And uh, it's certainly to start the tournament, uh, Donnie, for anybody that's uh, looking into some of those first round leader uh, prop bets or any sort of matchups for Round one, there is going to be a big difference uh, between uh, the early tee times and the late tee times with weather. So, uh, obviously, something you've got to keep an eye on. Uh, but uh, well, listen, every you know, it's so funny, Don, because every year we get to a tournament, right, and the weather looks ridiculous. Um, right, we are going, oh boy, hey, this is going to destroy. And they go out there, and it's like, all right, they still shot eighteen under. Like, so I, I give up. Like, I don't even know what's going on here. But I think you do bring up a good point. I don't think so much the rain it's the wind that's going to be interesting but uh I think that top portion of the guys who would we'd consider uh you know with a really good opportunity to win this tournament whether it rains snow sleet they're still going to have a pretty good chance at winning this one Donnie
3: Yeah, looking at today, Joe, high of 85, win 17, excuse me, 7 to 14 miles an hour. That's typical for down there this time of year. But when you start to move into the weekend, here's the question I want to ask you, which, again, sometimes you just bet the tournament outright winner on a Thursday. Sometimes you need to hedge that, or maybe if somebody gets hot, you want to take an added advantage in a piece of another golfer. The reason I bring this up is Saturday and Sunday, gust of 25 miles an hour, which could play into it. Also, the high today, I just said 85. Joe, the high on Saturday. 52 degrees so if you have a golfer that has that lead two or three strokes here you get into some cold windy conditions things can really change on moving day here talk to us maybe about a strategy heading into the weekend where if you take a piece of a golfer on thursday and friday but then you get oh no cold and windy on saturday does that give you an advantage maybe for some of the longer shots in the tournament here yeah, well, I mean, I think
4: on average uh, we're looking somewhere between the 25 and 27 to one. I think the winners of this tournament over the years, Donnie. So it, they they certainly haven't been chalky, uh, to say the least, right? So we have seen some bombs actually take down this tournament. But let's not forget, you, you got to earn your right to play in that wind on the weekend, right? So, you you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. You may have some guys that you think, oh, man, they would be really good in, in tougher conditions, but doesn't do you any good if they don't make it. Uh, they don't make the cut. They don't get there on Saturday and Sunday, Donnie. So, um, you know, you, it's a balancing act, but it's also a tournament, I think, where hedging comes into play. Some of the longer shots there you hope that make the weekend that you think might have a uh, a good opportunity well as long as you're holding some of these big numbers uh pre-flop here you're going to have an opportunity uh based upon the cut and what we're going to look at Saturday and Sunday to uh to hedge a couple of them so uh never a bad way to go get yourself a couple of sleepers in that card you're going to put
3: together no, it makes a lot of sense there, too. If you take a look at the leaderboard here, obviously nobody has played yet, but the leaderboard on the FanDuel Sportsbook who has the best chance to win the tournament pre-flop, as we like to say. Scheffler, McElroy, both 7-1, to Rahm plus 950. Now, the guy that always comes into the equation here during Masters week is Tiger Woods. He won it a few years ago. If there's one tournament he might be able to win again with a major, it's going to be the Masters because of the thousands of rounds that he's actually played there. So if we're heading into this tournament, Tiger is listed at 70-1 to right now. Now also, when you take a look at some of the older, craftier golfers, which Tiger Woods is right now, is he getting a little bit of a break if it's colder and windy? Now we know the back issues, the leg issues, and you get older, that usually doesn't help. But if you're looking at more of a helter-skelter type tournament here where winds come into play and weather comes into play, could that lead us to see Tiger Woods shaping his game around that golf course to help him out or is it going to be cold and maybe that back flares up, you got to walk a lot of hills and it doesn't hold up over the weekend?
4: Let me uh let me think about. Oh hell, no I ain't betting Tiger Woods. <laughs> Absolutely not. Listen, guys, even he admits it at this particular point. He hasn't played a lot. Now yes, Nobody knows this course better than Tiger Woods, Donnie, right? So at best here, I think the only bet that I would consider if I was looking at Tiger and you wanted to be nostalgic is whether or not he's going to make the cut. Uh, That would be the only prop that I look at because really he hasn't made a cut since he won it in any major tournament here, guys. Now, he does know this place. But the more those weather conditions and the colder it gets, right, the worse it's going to be on the knee, on the back. Um, you know, it, it's just a fa- father time uh, loses to nobody, guys. Father time has been beating Tiger since he won here last. Uh, but hey, if you want to, you want to have a little something in it, and you want to root for him, uh, let's get him this Saturday and Sunday because it doesn't do anybody any good, Donnie, if he's not there on the weekend. So hopefully. He can uh you know he can get his way around this uh, 36 holes here on Thursday and Friday and make enough to be able to make the cut and then hey Tiger on the weekend you can always come back in and bet him up in certain matchups and those types of things as well but let's hope he gets to the weekend uh, first.
3: Yeah, and if we're certainly doubling down some of these Tiger specials here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, wire-to-wire winner, what that means end of the first round, second round, third round, and of course the fourth round, 270 to one. If you think he has a repeat performance like he did back in the 90s with his first win at the Masters, that's 320 to one for him to win by four shots or more. But I think you're right. We're focused on just getting Tiger Woods to the weekend itself. Bogey-free round one, 16 to one. Bogey-free round two, 20 to one. It's a lot harder because if you told me, you know, okay, he's played this course a lot. It's 80 degrees with five on our winds on both Friday and Saturday. Yeah, sign me up. But if you're going to give me a day with gusts to 25 miles an hour, I don't care what golf you are. Jack Nicklaus coming back as a 32-year-old, you're not just going to breeze through this golf course here. The last time Tiger Woods won was in 2019. Scotty Scheffler, next mm-hmm. year's champion, coming back as the favorite here this year. So we'll watch some of those things play out. There are some odds boosts also here listed at the FanDuel Sportsbook, which you Ooh. might want to get yourself involved in. Scotty Scheffler, Max Homa, Tiger Woods, each to make the cut boosted from plus 100 up to plus 150. And also, how about this one? You want to get involved right away? You think Tiger Woods has a legitimate chance to make it to the weekend? Tiger Woods to make four plus birdies in round one of the Masters from minus 165 to plus 100. Any thoughts or any takers for you, Joe, on those two?
4: I, you know, I'm not the tiger guy. Uh, I have not been the tiger guy in a while, Donnie. So I'm a, I'm a giant fade of tiger in these spots. And hey, listen, if he, if he holds out and wins this thing wire to wire, <laughs> I'm, I'm willing. Hey, I'll lay it down. You got me. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm thinking, yeah, no. Uh, I'm thinking he won't uh, be there on the weekend. I think uh, it might be a little bit too much. Not to mention he doesn't have the same kind of effect on the guys he's playing around him, right? Uh, you know, we used to, we're used to Tiger. Where oh well, uh, you know, I'm in the group with Tiger and everyone melts around him. That's not going to happen this year here, Donnie. I think uh, Thursday and Friday, get your glimpses and your pictures. I don't think
3: he's there on the weekend. There you go. We'll see what happens here, see if he can stick around. Because you remember that 2019 victory here, he was in there on the last day, and everybody backed up except for Tiger Woods. And he was able to take another green jacket. We'll see what happens. It's going to start pretty soon here. But in the meantime, the NBA, a massive night last night. Let's review it next, right here on The
2: Early line.
4: And welcome back into the early line. I'm Joe Ranieri, joined by Donnie Rightside here in just a minute. And uh, while, yes, a lot of attention will be focused on uh, the Masters here uh, this weekend, actually, over the next four days, uh, we cannot forget that the NBA, the regular season coming to a close on Sunday. And yet, We find ourselves with uh, much still to be decided as far as the playoffs go and seeding goes, which is always great. We had a loaded card last night in the association with games that, well, at least for one team uh, of the two, mattered in some games here. And we'll start uh, with the Brooklyn Nets, who currently occupy that number six seed in the east and they are uh, looking to stay there so they don't have to deal with the play in game they took on the lowly Detroit Pistons who obviously have tea time and are ready to uh, ready to call it a season but Uh, The Miami Heat, who have a monster game here tonight, are breathing and hoping that the Brooklyn Nets uh, falter here in these final couple of games so they can go ahead and avoid the play-in game altogether. In order for that to happen, they would have needed Brooklyn to lose last night. They did not. 123 2108 with Mikael Bridges. Hey, thanks, Phoenix. Uh, 26 points uh, last night in a monster effort, and now they kind of sit there in control of that number six seed. They don't have to worry about uh, any sort of play-in situation, uh, and that's good for them. But the Pistons. Yeah, well, hey, listen, they won 16 games this year. I'm not quite sure what anybody else was expecting, but it was never really close. Brooklyn handled their business, and now uh, they uh, are in the uh, control, really in the driver's seat here in this play in game. And Donnie, I got to tell you, man, I, as a Miami uh, Heat fan here down here, we were all watching that game last night going, please. Please, Detroit. And then we're like, ah, it's Detroit. What are we thinking is going to happen here? Oh, yeah, Mikhail Bridges. uh, Yeah, nice addition here. Uh, They got some pieces
3: to build around here in the future. No, certainly do here. And, and it was a topsy-turvy night overall, Joe. And so many times that we start to review these games, December, January, oh, they got plenty of time Ooh. to make it up. You really don't anymore. We're coming down the backstretch. Every single game means a lot. But how about this one? A game we previewed yesterday, which really didn't mean a lot, the Knicks and the Pacers. That final score, 138-129, to 129, extremely high scoring. How many points did Randall have? None. He didn't play. Oh, Jalen Brunson probably went crazy. He didn't play either. The Knicks still won and covered that game, which I don't know if that might be a silver lining heading towards the playoffs, but my goodness, Mm -hmm. if your two best players are out and you drop close to 140 points, who is this? The bucks out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, Quigley, too, was just out of his mind
4: last night, and uh, we saw this number drop all throughout the day yesterday, Donnie, as well, right? But yeah. uh, this was going to be a free-for-all. Very little defense, uh, a whole lot of fun, uh, and that's what you got. And, and, you know, you still, when you look at the uh, the Pacers' side, they still had Buddy Hill, they had Mithorin. Uh they had a number of their guys in there, and uh, boy, oh boy, did they uh, light it up last night. Anytime you got a close game and a winning score was 138 points Donnie that's probably a game you want a ticket to right that's something you want to go and watch because that was
3: entertaining it meant nothing though to either of these two teams no, certainly not. Talking about something that did mean something to somebody. That was the Hawks. 134-116 win over the Wizards. Why is that important? Yesterday, the Raptors lost. The Hawks win. Now the Hawks currently sit in that eighth seed here in the playoff picture. You had Young go for 25 points and 16 assists. Look, we don't know what we're getting out of the Wizards, but yeah, you only play who you play here. Big time win by the Hawks, dropping 134 points last night.
4: Yeah, Trey Young uh, had the flu. They said he had missed the uh, the one game uh, prior, but it really didn't make a difference because you were playing uh, Washington, uh, who has uh, stuck a fork in the season there and another 134-point uh, game here for the winner. Uh, and I think we're going to get uh, maybe a few more of these higher-scoring affairs uh, over the next uh, couple of games here to wrap up the regular season, Donnie. But the Hawks... Well, they would uh, right now if it ended, I believe, uh, at the eight seed, they'd be looking at the Miami Heat. Miami has done a pretty good job of owning Atlanta here. So uh, maybe they're hoping for a little bit of a uh, change uh, that maybe Miami can get it done and uh,
3: they won't have to worry about facing them just yet. Yeah, jockeying for positions, certainly. <clears throat> How about this one, the Celtics and the Raptors? If you want to take a look at two teams battling for positions here, I'll tell you what's interesting about this one, both coming off a of back-to-back, and it showed. 97-93 final, the Celtics win. And when you're talking about maybe the legs not mm-hmm. being under you, 21-18 final in the fourth quarter here. The Celtics get a win here over the Raptors. I don't know if the you know Celtics really need wins at this point since the Basically wrapped up everything here with the Bucks, but the Raptors certainly need wins. They couldn't get one last night.
4: Yeah, no, they they did. And they had Siakam Barnes, Ananobi, Van Fleet. They had their whole yeah. complement of guys yeah. too. And you're right. I I was of that mindset as well with Boston, where what, what do they they understand what's going on here? They know it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, they pretty much locked up their spot. They know what's gonna happen, and yet uh Toronto could not take advantage of they were battling the entire game jalen brown was back for him which was nice but it was a rock fight and we're getting back to this celtics team that it looks like um you know when they want to play some defense even with some of those backups yeah scoring is hard to come by so it's what propelled them to the finals last year and they're looking like
3: that same team again this year yeah certainly how about the second quarter there by the raptors joe 16 points Come on now. Well, we'll see what happens. The Raptors now 40-40 and 40 on the mm. season overall. Let's get to the next one here. Bucks bulls 105-92 final. You might look at that and say, yeah, that sounds about right. When we tell you Giannis didn't play in this game and Middleton didn't play in this game and the Chicago Bulls scoring 16 points in the fourth quarter, they were getting a handful, at least around a touchdown by game time. Didn't even matter. The Bucks win going away and clinch the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we
4: talked about this uh, yesterday on the show, and I was Legal. convinced that there was nothing to play for for the Milwaukee Bucks. We were not going to get Giannis. <laughs> there was no reason to consider getting Giannis in this game. And yet the Bulls, yeah, um, you know, there was uh, there was a chance here. They could uh, elevate themselves here in this play-in tournament, and they did not show up. I mean, Zach Levine, once again, one of eight followed up by a one he's now two of his last 15 from three uh which by the way he you know set a franchise record for the amount of threes made uh uh for his uh for his chicago bulls and he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat DeRozan couldn't get anything done didn't even make it to double digits so when you have those two guys in a shooting slump the bulls aren't going to win many games and that's exactly what happened to him last night
3: Another high-scoring game, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, which the Pelicans were on a back-to-back, but at home both of those games. They lost to the Kings, but made up for it by beating the Grizzlies in extras here. And also keep in mind, this line coming in around 6-6.5 to points to 7. 138-131 final. Jackson Jr., 40 points and 9 rebounds. Shout-out Herb Jones, 35-7 and last night. Huge win for the Pelicans as we take a look at the seedings right now. Hanging around right here in the eighth seed right now, Joe. No, I,
4: I mean, they were getting blitzed in the first half of this game. The Memphis Grizzlies absolutely took it to them. A 35-20 to second yeah. quarter. Uh, it looked like it was over. Stick a fork in the Pelicans. But uh, to their credit, a 33-21 third quarter. They got right back in it. And then, of course, did enough late in order to get this thing to overtime and actually win it. But uh, the Grizz, uh, who we thought couldn't win on the road, Uh, They came real close to doing it last night and playing spoiler, but uh, yep, nope. uh, Grizz, uh, I mean, Pelicans ended up getting it done and a huge night, like you said. McCollum, Murphy, Jones, uh, the guys they needed to show up showed up, although they didn't make it easy on
3: New Orleans backers, that's for sure no they certainly didn't certainly didn't how about this making it easier on your backers just to make Mm-mm. it into the playoffs and your fans the Dallas Mavericks squeaked by the Kings 123 119 my same game parlay yesterday had Kyrie Irving going over 25 points he got that it also had assists of at least eight for Luka Doncic he didn't get that when I see 29 and 10 at Luka Doncic I'm not thinking rebounds Joe I'm thinking that's the assist I had to do a double take like yeah I won oh no I didn't I actually lost my same game parlay thanks Luka there but they picked up the victory and if we look right now dead heat 38 and 42 the oklahoma city thunder and the dallas mavericks the oklahoma city thunder have the tiebreaker that's why they're listed in the playoffs right now so at least we're gonna one more game here maybe at a luka Doncic and Kyrie irving but they picked up the dub against the kings
4: yeah, and they need OKC to participate here and uh lose a game because OKC has the uh has the tiebreaker with him. So uh but you can only control what you can control if you're Dallas, and they almost and again another forty-four point second quarter, I think, by the Kings. Again, Dallas showed its ugly head in uh, on the defensive side. Uh the Kings just everything they threw up went in. And uh boy, I thought it was gonna be lights out rather quickly, but Again, to the credit of Dallas, much like we just talked about New Orleans, they wouldn't quit, Uh, and they came out in the third and fourth, handled their business, Kyrie couldn't miss a shot, and then ultimately, uh, they did exactly what they needed to do, get the win, control what you can control, and like you said, Donnie, maybe we'll get uh, maybe one more uh, great effort out of the uh, Kyrie-Donchik duo uh, before they have to shut it
3: down for the season. Got a great effort out of LeBron James last night. Just wasn't enough to put one mm. in the win column here for the Lakers. 125-118 final. Massive implications. Why? The Clippers have actually moved into the fifth seed here. And the Lakers now back into that play-in round. We'll see how it turns out. But a big night out of Crypto.com, Joe.
4: Yeah, huge night. But unfortunately, an offer on the season against the Clippers here for the Lakers. Well, we'll see if these teams got to meet somewhere down the road here. Don, it should be interesting.
3: Ah, the playoffs are close. Next segment, you know, we're going to talk about trust. Who does Joe trust? Who does Donnie trust? Come on back and find out. It's the early line
2: on the grid in the morning. Come on back. Mm -hmm. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: right back at it here on the early line. It's
3: Joe and Donnie here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius on Channel 159. By the way, Joe, we are 20 minutes away from tee-off at the Masters, so make sure you get over to the FanDuel Sportsbook, log in those wagers. But you know what the best part about that is? Oh, no, I overslept. There's three holes already underway. Don't worry about it. Live betting is sensational here on the FanDuel Sportsbooks. Make sure you get involved. But, Joe, we've done this during football season and had a lot of fun with this. The level of trust. Who are you trusting this week? Which player do you actually like? We're actually going to do this for the NBA. Since the playoffs are near, I think we should get it started. Now, let's start from the very top. We'll go conference Mm -hmm. by conference and start with the Eastern Conference. I'll go first here. It's not hard for me. It is the Milwaukee Bucks, the team I trust the most out of the Eastern Conference. Oh, Donnie, they're the number one seed. Why don't you go a little bit lower? Because I think the Bucks are the best team overall in the East. You saw it yesterday. On your home court, two superstars not playing, an easy win over your rival, the Chicago Bulls. Also, Joe Ranieri, I take a look at this. You are home for the holidays, as I like to say. They're 32-8 and at home. So theoretically, all the Bucs have to do is win all of their home games and who cares what they actually do on the road. My level of trust is extremely high in the Eastern Conference for the Milwaukee Bucks. How about you, Joe?
4: Yeah, well, I'm not going to travel too far from where you are. I'm going to go with the number two seed in the Boston Celtics. It it is very difficult not to trust this team. As much as I want to hate them, the reality is – I love teams that can lock you down when they want to and light you up from outside. And they've got uh, the best of both worlds there, not to mention locked in at the number two seed now, Donnie. That means the Celtics would have to play the Sixers, if all goes mm-hmm. well, before they'd have to play the Bucks. Uh, so, and they have had, uh, obviously they have dominated, uh, the Sixers, uh, this year and in years past, knocked them out last year as well. Um, it's hard not to trust the Celtics. They've been there, done that experience matters. Uh, and this team, uh, with a bad taste left in their mouth last year, ready
3: to go back here, Donnie. And, uh, they are poised to do it for another run. All right, let's keep it in the Eastern Conference here because obviously you have yin and yang, right? Teams that we trust. How about teams that we don't trust? And some people might come on and say, Donnie, we know you're from the Philadelphia area. We know you love your Eagles, your Philadelphia 76ers. There's no way that you would say you don't trust the Philadelphia 76ers. But Joe Ranieri, here I am on a Thursday morning before the playoffs start going, you know what? I don't trust my Philadelphia 76ers because what should I trust here? Has there been any Eastern Conference Finals runs out of Joel Embiid and the crew post-process here? No, there hasn't. And also, if Joel Embiid is actually going to win the MVP, which I think he is now, can somebody else step up and help the guy? Tobias Harris, you make like $30 million a year. Can we get more than like five points a night out of you where you just in the biggest moments can't step up to the plate? James Harden, are you already an eye on Houston at this point? And how's that Achilles going to hold up? And also talking about Joel Embiid. He's actually been healthy for most of the regular seasons the past few years. And then mysteriously getting into the playoffs where you break your face on a random elbow, you hurt your knee out of nowhere in a series against the Washington Wizards a few years back. (laughs) The trust level, I want the Sixers to win. That doesn't mean I trust them to win, Joe Ranieri. So my least trusting team in the Eastern Conference is, yeah, the Sixers are probably going to break my heart. What about you, Joe, here in the East? Well, um, until I see it, I ain't believing it,
4: uh, Donnie. So, I'm going to go with those New York Knicks Uh, here. So, uh, listen, number five seed, 47 wins here so far this Mm -hmm. year. I mean, fantastic season. Uh, They've really elevated. They brought in Brunson. There were some questions about whether or not he was worth the money. What are they doing? Uh, It has worked out. But is in typical New York Knicks fashion. has been a roller coaster, Donnie, to get to this point. And we still are the number five mm-hmm. seed, which means there is work to be done. And listen, do I trust the Knicks on any given night uh, in order to be able to probably win games they shouldn't? Sure. I mean, they've got, uh, they've got a nice bench now. Obviously, we saw last night they're capable of throwing up a ton of points when they want to play some defense. And Mitchell Robinson's healthy. They've got rim protectors they're good. The problem is, do I trust them in a best of seven series, any sort of extended series? I don't know that we're going to get enough consistency from this Knicks team to be able to make a run. I Listen, I'd love to be wrong, Donnie, because I think the NBA and the playoffs are better when the Knicks are relevant. But tell me where, just give me some hope. What what have we seen from the Knicks that we should garner any sort of hope uh, and trust here that they can get this done? I don't. I hope I'm wrong, but I can't trust the Knicks going into the playoffs.
3: Ah, your phone's going to be ringing shortly from Coach James Young telling you why your opinion doesn't matter on the New York Knicks. So get ready for that a little bit later in the afternoon today. Let's take a look at the Western Conference. Who do we trust out in the West? Do you trust the Nuggets here who actually are in first place? Do you trust the Grizzlies, the Kings? I don't. I'm actually going to trust the Phoenix Suns here. Yes, they're eight games back. But when they are right, it just means, I guess, Kevin Durant being healthy, unbeatable so far on the basketball court. Now, we've seen these movies play before. Not a lot of backtracking here saying, hey, man, they played 45 games together. They look great. We still need to see a lot of these wins on the court because they haven't put much time in together. And I am actually going to trust the Phoenix Suns that the veteran group here will be healthy enough to carry weight in the Western Conference playoffs. I'm going Phoenix Suns as my trusting team out West. Joe, how about you?
4: oh boy oh boy uh well it's kind of an asterisk but I'll I'll go down a little further and uh say and uh boy oh boy it's gonna be head spinning uh I'm gonna say I trust the Clippers (laughs) and I'll tell you why I'm gonna trust the Clippers here uh Paul George is gonna come back here and if we've seen it once we've seen it a million times it feels like just like we saw it last night Kawhi Leonard is a strange dude Make no mistake about it, he's a few fries short of a Happy Meal, okay? Look at any interview, the dude is absolutely waxed. But what we saw in Toronto and what we've seen in his career is when he wants to beat you, he's going to beat you, period. And he does his best work in the playoffs so Kawhi has earned the right for us to give him the benefit of the doubt and to elevate this Clippers team when it matters the most so I have faith in this Clippers team I trust them because I trust Kawhi Leonard when push comes to shove in the playoffs he's going to beat you I think
3: the Clippers are worth the trust then in that uh, context Oh, there you go. Now, another guy who usually appears here on the early line, known as Kevin Walsh, you'd be very upset with that going, yeah, you're in the right city, but just not the right team (laughs) here with the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll see how that one plays out and gets through. But if we're not trusting teams in the Western Conference here, I've heard this one all season long. Nah, just get the playoffs healthy. Nothing matters during the regular season. Don't worry, Joe Ranieri. Who cares if they can't win on the road right now? You just flip the switch and you can win on the road anywhere you want. You know where I'm going here. The current six seed here in the Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors, who sit at 42 and 38. Now, granted, they'll put you away at home at 33 and 8. But look at that road record, 9-30. and 30. They're not going to have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. That is going to be an issue. And for me, I don't believe, Joe, even though you have multiple championships out of the core of that team, you can just flip the switch and be like, so what, we couldn't beat anybody on the road in the regular season. The playoffs, yeah, we're dialed in and locked in. I'm not believing it, and I'm not believing in the Warriors, Joe. How about the Western Conference for you?
4: Yeah, listen, I, I would have said Warriors and or really I would have even thrown out the umbrella, Donny, that any team that can't win yeah. on the road during a regular season, <clears throat> Memphis, um, very hard to trust you going in there, but I will. I'll go a different route here, and I will say, um, and I think it's been a great story. The Sacramento Kings, fantastic. They brought, uh, you know, they broke the curse. Hey, congrats on a you finally made it to the postseason, right? We've been waiting. Sacramento fans have been waiting years, Donnie, to see them play some postseason basketball. Well, you're gonna get it. Here's the problem: you're gonna get crushed, not because you can't score, but because you can't play. Defense And when you can't play defense in the playoffs, and there is no sign of that changing anytime soon for the Sacramento Kings, exciting team, they've got prolific scorers, but ultimately, and we know this, Donnie, in the playoffs, you have to play defense. You have, everybody can score. Unfortunately, Sacramento lacks that half of the
3: game, so very hard to trust a team that plays no defense, Donnie. Conference odds here. Quick look here at the NBA Western Conference. I like the Phoenix Suns, but they are the favorite here at two to one here to take down the Western Conference, followed by the Nuggets at plus 330, the Warriors at plus 350, and the Grizzlies at six to one. Now I know you said you're interested in the Clippers. They got a great price here. Not even win the NBA Mm -hmm. championship, Joe, just to get out of the West at 16 to 1. If we flip it over to the Eastern Conference, the favorite, of course, going to be the Milwaukee Bucks at a plus 115 price. Then you have the Celtics right on their heels at a plus 185, followed by the Sixers at a plus 420 price any numbers here pop your attention on maybe gaining some value on some wagers here moving forward to win each respective conference
4: well i'll give you you know one in the west and we talked clippers right i'll give you one in the east that uh, is not uh, that chalky and uh, why is cleveland not being talked about here a team that absolutely, Jared Allen, Mobley in the middle, yeah. they're going to play defense. And they, oh, yeah, they have that prolific score, right? And hopefully he doesn't go MIA like he's done in years past with Utah in the playoffs. Uh, but I'm just saying, maybe if uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, uh, wants to uh, drop 40 on you, he can. So I think they have, I still think they're a year away But right now, at that price, if you want to get away from the chalk, Donnie, why not Cleveland? I think they have the best of both worlds. I think they got the right mix of players. And yeah, I think uh, defense alone, they can steal a couple of games in an important
3: seven-game series. Yeah. When you take a look 17 to one too. keep in mind, people, it's not so much a lot about handicapping and saying, well, Joe, that was a dumb pick. Cleveland didn't make it out of the East. They went a couple rounds here. You turn that ticket into profitability by hedging out there. That's the name of the game, finishing with more money than you started with. So something to keep an eye on there for the Cavaliers who play wonderful basketball, certainly on their home Mm -hmm. court. Now the NBA finals, as it lines up right now, the Bucks plus two forty to win it all. The Celtics plus three sixty. Then somebody from the Western Conference, which would be the Suns at a five to one price. If we're even going a little bit deeper here and trying to look up the matchups if for the finals, and you want a little bit higher price, Bucks and the Suns five to one here. Anything catch your attention here, whether it be an NBA finalist matchup or just overall cutting down the Nets here, Joe?
4: Yeah, well, you know, I I would have gone, uh, I, I think it's going to be a combination there, right? So either Celtic Suns, Bucks, Suns, right? And if it ain't the Suns, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, I think that's where the big money will come into play. Because, again, in the East, you and I talked about this yesterday, Donnie it's pretty straightforward, guys. There's only three teams, I think, that are coming yeah. out of these or have a chance to do it, right? And that would require Philadelphia to play out of their mind and do something they have not done. Uh, but other than that, I think it's Milwaukee and it's going uh, It's going to be Boston. And then you can get creative with some of this pricing here. If it ain't the Suns, who is it, Donnie? Is it Denver? Do you trust Denver? Yeah. The, the Clippers? Who? Mm, interesting. Uh, you know, so there is Memphis, also interesting. So I do think there is some money to to pull there because I think the East is pretty
3: solidified in one of those two teams. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. Also, we do have a playoff matchup here at the FanDuel Sportsbook already posted, the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are heavy favorite at a minus 198, and I love this too because it's a team that Joe trusts and a team that Joe doesn't trust here. And as we take a look Correct. at the home court advantage, 31-9 and this year for the Cavaliers at home. Will you be taking the Cavaliers to beat the Knicks in round one of the NBA playoffs? Already did. Sorry, Coach James Young, but... <laughs> What oh, here's man. a, a quick, one, quick side note. Yeah. He ain't betting him either. I'm just saying it. <laughs> Re that's hey right, what it is, hey. Retirement news? Who says that? Tyree Kill does? Come on back and find out why. Right here we really Ooh
0: Second
3: here before we hit the top of the hour and get into our number two right here on the early line. It's Joe and Donnie. The hottest topics, you know we bring them up. And here's one that I guess Joe probably caught us a little bit off guard yesterday. How about Tyreek Hill? Hey, you know what? I'm going to retire. No, not this year. I'm going to play out my final three years. I want to play 10 years in the league. And then as my championship celebration slashes me running down the field in the way for a touchdown, I'm going to peace out here on the NFL. I just got to ask you, belief in this do we believe this joe ranieri well i mean uh i i don't think we have a reason not to
4: believe it he's right got a lot of Unless, money of course yeah, yeah. yeah? I, I mean listen he's gonna play out he got a ton of money here to come to miami and to play with uh you know the better quarterback than he left right i mean because <laughs> you know he couldn't yeah. wait to get rid of yeah, mahomes and uh and come to uh you're right much more accurate passer uh so uh yes I, I i don't think there's any reason not i mean he's not He's not 23, Donnie, right? I mean, he's 29, 30's knocking on the corner, and I think maybe he realizes, hey, a guy like T. Rekill loses half a step, Donnie. It's over anyway. So, you know, and I appreciate that because at least the guy is not, he's telling you, I'm not going to be one of these dudes hanging on, like, you know, trying to make it work, and like, it's not going to happen. So kudos uh, to him for, uh, if he, if that stays true here.
3: By the way, also, I love the fact that in the offseason, the NFL never sleeps. Why? Because everybody has a podcast. Now he was doing the interview on the Totally Offensive Podcast. And also, you get the other little nuggets like, hey man, I watched Miami. I wanted to go to Cleveland here. So you get even new, new news nuggets out of some of these guys here. He wanted to play with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. He ends up in Miami. He loves Tua better than Patrick Mahomes. I love this stuff. This is the reason why in the offseason the NFL keeps going on because Tyree Kill Joe is telling us I wanted to go to Cleveland. Now want to retire, but unless that three-year extension for another $70 million comes across the league.
4: Yeah, well, you better not lose a half a step because <laughs> once you hit 30, yeah, good luck with
3: that. <laughs> you,
4: you don't know, have any other go. game.
3: Yeah. Yep. A ton of money left for Tyreek. Same as Joe Ranieri. He can retire at any time. Guy's a millionaire down there. I mean, what do you want from him? Hour
0: number two coming up. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes!